Hi there, I'm Tavin Allen, and welcome to OK So Here's One, a podcast celebrating street jokes. You know what street jokes are. Uh, two potheads going to a muffler shop. Street jokes are fantastic, and every episode we invite our guests to come on and tell us their favorite street joke. This episode, our guest is Luba Magnus. She's a comedian and artist who uh, currently makes her home on the east coast of Canada. Her album, Baba Luba, is available, and it is great, and you should get it. There are links in the show notes to grab it. So now, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Luba Magnus. Most recently, and this is, this is stupid. I, there, there's a, um, I'm an Ottawa Senators fan, and now I live an hour's walk away from the arena, you know. But no one walks around here. They always drive, so it's like 20 minutes. And um, I went to a game last year. And I had a shirt and I was like, like one of the team jerseys. And I was like, you know what? I'm finally going to do it. There's one player, one player with the last name Van Allen in all of sports. And he used to play for the Senators. In fact, he and I bought underwear from the same store in Las Vegas because. What? Yeah. Because uh, it was at the jockey outlet store. And she said, she, the woman behind the counter said, hey, are you a member of our uh, of our reward program, I went, I am, because I buy a lot of jockeys. And uh, don't ask me why, they're just nice. And so, mm-hmm. why are you going through them so fast, Todd? That's none of your business. So, I'm, buy- I'm buying my, uh, my my load of undershirts and, and underwear, and uh, she says, what's your last name? Van Allen, boom. And she goes, is it Sean? And I went, what? And I looked down, and he's uh, the, she shows me the address and it's in Ottawa, which is where he was playing. I went, nope, but now I know something cool about one of my favorite players. So <laughs> he and I are underwear buddies. So, there you um, go. yeah, so I got, so I got the <laughs> name standing outside his house in Ottawa wearing jockey, <laughs> just <boxes>. jockeys, <laughs> only jockey. Hey, hey, Sean, <laughs> can we be buds now? <laughs> How about it? <laughs> yeah. So I finally, I finally uh, said, this is the time I'm going, I'm going to the arena. I'm going to get the name and number on the shirt. Right. And I got the, you know, the whole thing, just like do it up. Like he's on and she looks up his, his, his credentials goes, Oh yeah, Van Allen, that checks out because they don't like you putting on, they'll let you put on other names. But like, if you're sending away for stitching, they want the, they, they want to make sure someone played there. And she mm-hmm. asked me and I kind of was confused. She said, do you want the A for the alternate captain? on it because he wasn't an alternate captain and i and i I was confused i went no 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 that's fine and then as soon as i walked out away i went fuck should have got the a should got the a so this year i went to a game and finally did it and just like there you go take it away put the a on it there you go correct my mistake from it from a year and a half ago please there you go that's nice that story went absolutely nowhere that is (laughs) (laughs) but uh ryan reynolds i know he's listening to this yes uh, you know don't make the same mistake uh, by, the gonna, by the rest of the team. Right. I wonder, has, do either of you have like any sort of like, uh, like, are there any finders or Magnuses uh, in, in sports? No. Or anything? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a, a, a strong man named Magnus Magnuson. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. So that's the double hit. Yeah. That's beautiful. But I don't yeah. think they have jerseys. <laughs> no, it's a onesie. <laughs> Yeah. It's a onesie. Yeah. The um the Patreon people will know that, you know, as soon as I saw the picture, I immediately thought, oh, that is that you? Because you're an artist, you know, mm-hmm. not just a comedian artist, a a graphic artist. Yeah. How did you 
how did you meld those two together or how did you figure one out and the other? Like, where, where did they start for you? I guess is my question. Um, well, I guess I started comedy first and okay. then I found like, uh, editing, like editing videos and stuff like that. So okay. like make video sketches was a thing I enjoyed. So then I, I ended up going back to school, but there I kind of found more the like, design and uh, effects part of it okay. more what i enjoyed so then it was just a lot of learning by doing i guess um for anyone listening uh don't pay for school you can learn everything you want to online <laughs> <laughs> especially if you're thinking of going into the medical profession we need doctors fast so just yeah. youtube it up I mean, you know, yeah. go to WebMD, no, figure out everything leads to cancer. It's totally fine. So, yes. You can do whatever you want on a budget, is yes. all I'm saying. So. Yes. <laughs> I think we're all saying um, the same thing. <laughs> yeah. But I think the two worlds do complement each other a lot. Mm -hmm. um, uh, yeah. So, I guess I've been I've been lucky in that way. <laughs> right. So, um, do, do you have a preference between either one? Like, if you, if, if uh, you know... There, you came into a room with two doors, and that's the only thing you could do. It's stand up or design. Which, you know, which, which tugs a chain more? Uh, that's a great question. Uh, the answer is stand up, but mm -hmm. I don't think I'll ever do stand up without it being complemented by some sort of art right. form, because that's kind of my whole thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but I, I do find that when I'm, I dive more into work because I do. You know, being a stand-up, you need a day job. And mm -hmm. I do love my day job, but I find when I'm taken so far from stand-up that I can't think about it, that I, I'm not happy. Right. So um, I definitely, I would love to find myself someday as like a director, writer, mm -hmm. so that I can really use both worlds. But, right. Uh, someday. <laughs> uh-huh. The, uh, I, I am with you. Like I am, I'm very much a uh, twice a week comic. Like I need, like, like I, I find if I make that agreement to myself, it's like, I got to go grab two spots a week, you know? Mm. And I don't, I don't feel great. Like I write every day, but I don't feel good if I'm not working on something on stage to do. It. So vacation is troubling because mm. my wife wants me to relax. I'm like, I, I can't because it's, it's been two weeks. That's four sets. Yeah. That's four <laughs> sets. It is true. It's, it's important to like, you have to like literally, make the time it's yes. just like i will not be thinking about stand-up for this amount of time yes because that also helps stand-up but at the same mm -hmm. time it's like you don't want to go for too far it's all it's all about balance it is who knew right <laughs> they never tell you that yeah right um so where did you where did you actually start where did you actually start doing stand-up? I started in Toronto. I did my first set in 2006. Okay. Um, and it was at this place called The Fox and the Fiddle. It was right by Much Music. Yes. Um, and there was a bucket open mic. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I did my first set there. And I was living in Waterloo at the time for school, but I spent the summer in Toronto. Mm -hmm. And then for a couple of years, I was just going back and forth. Um, I'm going to pause you right yeah. there. Which school yeah. did you go to in Waterloo? Laurier. Oh, okay. I went to I went to UW. You, UW? What'd yeah. you take? I took math. Math. Yeah. <laughs> See this? All this can be yours with a math degree. Every bit of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I actually, to my credit, I used my math degree just this past week. Because, really? Yes, because I did my taxes. Oh wow! Yeah. Congrats. Yeah. <laughs> 
And then I'm going to be screaming uh, when I do more math when I'm writing a check. So, Ugh. yeah, that'll be great. It's brutal. Right. It's, so, I, I so what were you? Texas, so I'm also in the middle, but that's, right. that's the worst part of stand up. Yes. Is because it, it's a freelance thing. So, at the end of the year, you're just like, here you go, government. Here's uh-huh. your money. <laughs> right. So, so, to that end, uh, I don't know what your process is. I kind of forced myself through the process, which is I give myself like a like a task reminder at the end of every month, sort the receipts. Go through, sort the receipts, put them in the spreadsheet, do, take the 20 minutes. Because otherwise, it's a two-day nightmare affair where you're just punching in numbers. And it sucks. So just get out of the way, and then it's done. It's done. That's tax that's tips way, with that, Todd. That's that's way better than my process. That's <laughs> what's what's your process? <laughs> it's wait till the end of the year. Sure. But I do it over like the span of a month. So I'll be like, okay, today I'm going to organize my, you know, T4, T5, right. T1, mm-hmm. whatever. Right, right. Um, then I'll be like, okay, now I'm going to write down all my Netflix bills for the month, all mm-hmm. my, or for the year, all right. my, you know, all the little things. So yes. I just take my time. I've done the over one or two days before, and uh, it was not fun. <laughs> no. Yeah. I call it tax season, right? So yes. Yeah. You know. See, they should make it fun, like March Madness. <laughs> right? Should. Yeah. There is like, they really, okay, we have gamified every other aspect of our lives. Why can't we gamify taxes? I, I wish. I wish. And and uh, th- you know what the fun game, you know what the fun part of it is, is the fact that they already have our, yes. <laughs> they already know how much we made. So yes. it's a game for them. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. They, they are Ken Jennings waiting to see what we come up with. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and you're right. Yes. Okay. okay right. So you get to <laughs> not go to jail, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you don't need to have a sphincter tightening audit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so what were you taking at, at Laurier? Oh, I took um, film theory. I I literally want her to say accounting. History. I wanted you to say accounting. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a double major. Okay, the second major was history, which okay. is off brand. Also, also I, not accounting. I, That's <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> but I didn't. I didn't do great. I just. I just passed. So. <laughs> oh, really? In the in the history part or like the the film part? Uh, in history, in yeah. History. Okay. Just because at at Laurier, at least back then, the school was so small. And the film program was so small that you couldn't take a, fi- a full major. Right. So it was kind of like, well, I guess I'll take history, mm-hmm. <laughs> which was, you know. So the so the thought was to be like like a like a director or producer or something like that. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't okay. know back then. I had no plan. It was very much, you know, my parents and my whole family, my whole life were like, after high school, you go to university. And yes. So I was like, mm-hmm. yeah. All right. So, <laughs> Yeah. Well, I'll show you. I'll take history. And, yeah. And by the way, I'm not very good at it. Yeah. Pretty bad at it. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's okay. I sucked at half my math, so that was fine. Oh, <laughs> like, nice. Like, I had one of those things where I was like, uh, and I'm sure everyone has, like, one of these things where, like, you're the big fish in the small pond. And, like, you know, in high school, I was just, like, math crazy and it was like easy and it's like oh yeah well obviously i'll just do this in university and you kind of really? you get through your first year and go well okay that was all right there was a you know and then second year that's where that, i don't know about laurier but in waterloo that's where they leveled the guns and just like that to the classes and just eviscerated us and uh i i went oh wow this is what failing feels like like holy shit 
not great. No, no, that's that's scary. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely didn't. Um, I didn't experience any kind of like fall from grace. Like I wasn't in high school. I was good, but uh-huh. I tried to go to Laurier. I, I wanted to go to school for music. Right. Actually. So because I took piano my whole life, mm-hmm. but I, I, uh, I bond my audition. Mm-hmm. So they're like, we'll just take you as a general major. So it just kind of just rolled from there. It was just right. like, I guess I'll go. And <laughs> I, I still remember the worst of it was I took Latin for some reason. And it was first year <laughs> university. Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 9 a.m. No. And I'm like, oh, no. That's a fail. That's an automatic fail. Just, yeah. Yeah. First, okay, first thing in the morning classes are the worst. Darcy, what was yours? What was your memorable first in the morning? I don't remember because I didn't attend many of those. Okay. All right. Um, my, Darcy, I also Darcy have a, what did you, what did, you, what did Darcy I, take in university? Here we go. Saxophone performance. Did you? <laughs> nice. Yeah, let me pan around here next to the calendar yeah. is my music degree. There you go. Aw, that's awesome. That's so cool. Right. <laughs> Very useful. Yeah. When they, when they gave it to him, it was, it, it was rolled up so that he could just shove it into the horn of his saxophone and go, thanks so much. This will be... I'll use it as a mute. <laughs> the first, for out of the gate, my first class ever at university, like Monday morning, 8.30 a.m., was an algebra class. Cool. You know, first year algebra. And the professor comes in and goes, uh, so y'all, y'all kind of know algebra. And we all went, well, yeah, you know, solve for X. Yeah. And he just looked at all of us and went, oh, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. It was that it was our first step into the weirdness of postgraduate or like like post high school graduate levels of mathematics. It was just it's nice. I remember I still remember to this day. But my God, 830 is sucky for that. That's I, there's not much I wake up for for 830 anymore. No, no. Yeah. Especially in university where you're just like, oh, Alcohol. <laughs> How does this work? Right. <laughs> My parents aren't around. This is great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, there's a guy giving out pills in the dorm. Sure. I like vitamins. Yeah. Yeah. Guess I'll be skipping my Latin class. <laughs> <laughs> what? So did they, they, did they make you take Latin? Like, was it a required course? Or did you just no, go? I think it was just because I didn't have Latin in high school. Right. I think they used to have high school Latin. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, well, that would be an interesting thing to learn. And I'm like, oh, it's not. No. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, pretty bad, pretty boring, pretty dull. <laughs> right. Um, no, I know uh, I know nothing of Latin. Yeah. Um, the uh, I stopped French in grade 11. Um mm. I'm learning Italian now uh, by, okay. by, by virtue. Well, don't get too impressed. It's Duolingo. It's no. Well, that's fine. Yeah. yeah I use Duolingo. It's fun. What do you learn? <laughs> what are you trying? Uh, just French. Yeah. I wish, I wish I were fluent in French. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, maybe, you know, within a few years. <laughs> right. You see, here's the thing. Like, I get it. Like, you know, cause we take it. We take French through high school and stuff like that, and it makes sense. It's an official language of the country. I totally understand you wanted to do that. So you yeah. should be where I live, where it's 
people yeah. speaking French all the time over here. Um, I can only, uh, the only skill I can use over here is if we go to an Italian restaurant, uh, I can sometimes tell when the owner of the restaurant is mad. Right. <laughs> so far, that's what I use it for. Or, okay. Yeah. Well, that's, that's something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I took so, French all through high school. Yep. I took it in university. Ooh. Lived in Montreal for five years. And? I cannot speak French. There you go. boy. Wow. Cannot do it. boy. Do you find when you're around, like, French speakers, it kind of comes back a little bit? Like, does that help? Or? The comprehension, but I was never forced to speak. Like, I worked there for five years. Oh. I worked in English. Everyone worked in their first language, right? Like, so I could, I could sit in on and have people speak French around me. I'd be mm-hmm. okay, I guess. Yeah. Although the yeah. accent, Quebecois accent, was, was tough. Yes. To get in your ear. Because mm-hmm. coming from Halifax, like, I don't know, it was like Acadian French, maybe. Right. Yeah. Like, Isn't that worse? To it. No, I don't think so. I guess if you grow up with it, it's, it's like, like I, uh, I've, I've got a, a friend who is like France French. Like he, yeah. like, so like they invented it. So, right. oh, and he, and his fucking accent is just, uh, it's, it's, it's like, it's that stereotypical, uh, it's, it's, it's like that. It's like gorgeous, right? It's not, it's not like the car horn that is Quebecois. Um, I have to ask him what, which ones, because I always had it in my head that Acadian, because Quebecois people com- complain about it, the Acadian accent. So I went, if you're finding that wrong, yeah. Wow. So, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> no, we're done. Um, no, so, okay. So, you so uh, you, you were shuttling back and forth. Like, how frequently were you coming back from Waterloo to Toronto to do stand-up? At the start, at least a couple times a month. Okay. Um, but, yeah, after I did stand-up for – and then I moved to Toronto. Yes. But then, I think two and a half years in – I stopped doing stand-up for like five years, and then I've been back at it since like 2013, Mm -hmm. I guess. Yeah. So altogether, I've been doing stand-up for more than 10. I just say say more than 10 years because I don't really want (laughs) to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So trust me. Uh, What was your pause for? Why did you stop for five years? Um, I think at the time, I couldn't take the lows. I wasn't able to... Uh, it was too personal then right yeah okay it's and 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 also the promotion mm-hmm. aspect of it it just felt at that time very selfish to me right if, if that makes sense and now it's just easier it's like this is the thing that i do if oh yeah come cool if not mm-hmm. whatever um, it's very easy to become a megalomaniac i guess you know? <laughs> but yeah it was just all i, I took everything too personally back then mm-hmm. i think yeah, what was you took a pause? Oh yeah, I I, t- I took a five year pause as well because okay, uh, okay, I yeah, yeah. I needed to get married to someone who hated stand up and then divorce her two years later. So <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Guess who won that battle of tug of war? Yeah, <laughs> literally the first thing I did was because I was taking when when our relationship was dissolving. I needed something, so I just went back into second. So I went back. I started going to Second City. I said I just need something, mm-hmm. so I went to a Second City level A class. Yeah, and that reignited the pump. And then, like while I was in there, there were two guys that found out I used to do stand up, and then they were like, "We want to do stand up. How do you do it?" I'm like, "Oh no, right. you know." And so yeah. then you eventually get the 
you know, it's the alcoholic getting that taste of whiskey. It's like, oh, here we go. There, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> it's it, it was it was nice to be out of the unhealthy relationship and into the new one, which is also an unhealthy relationship. So yeah, yeah. But I'm with you. I'm like when people ask me how long I've been doing stand up, I went too long to really want to answer this question. <laughs> It's, yeah, yeah. And it's like, I'm proud of how long I've been doing mm-hmm. it. But then at the same time, I'm like, no, really, 10 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I swear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't like thinking of the numbers of it. Yeah. I just, well, how do you feel now? Like, because, like, you've, you've, you've got the album out. We'll talk about that in a second. But, like, so now that, 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 that break, I think, obviously helped you because you're back at it. The album, mm-hmm. the album, what, what was the change for you? How did you come out of that break and go on, okay, I want to do this again? Um, that's was hard it? to say. I think, I think just because I would, when I started again, sorry, this, the stuttering isn't great for podcasts. I understand. <laughs> we take it out in post. It's fine. <laughs> but, when I say uh, we take it out in post, nothing gets removed. <laughs> Actually, add some in. Actually, yes, exactly. <laughs> I just loop. I loop in your ums. It's like was that Elmer Fudd? That yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, because uh, like friends and stuff knew that I used to do stand up at that time, and so I was like, oh, I'll try it again, and I would like dabble a little bit, but that was enough to just remind me that that was something that I'm a good at and be that I missed so it just made sense to keep doing it you know I'm like well this is why why would I not be doing something that is uh, and this isn't me bragging but it's just sometimes something comes a little natural to you yeah and I bomb all the time but just something about stand-up has always made sense to Mm -hmm. me whereas a lot of things don't so the yeah the trick the trick to bombing is knowing why it happened Mm -hmm. right if you don't know why it happened then it gets frustrating that's the frustrating part if you're sitting there going why why right but if i if i if if i bombed and i went that was on me like i i know i can tell i did i didn't do this i didn't do this or they just didn't want to hear me that's something like you know like when you're going into a gallagher crowd maybe they don't want to hear from me right? right i didn't bring a i didn't bring a watermelon um, you know, or, you know, or, or if the jokes are new, like they're brand new and you still haven't figured them out, you just go, okay, we've got to take those back and put them on the hoist. But yeah. 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 And I think, I think a lot of comics too often are like, you can't blame the audience. And I'm like, I think you absolutely oh, can. Absolutely. You I, can. Think, I think if I'm in a lineup of guys talking about politics and then I'm up there going, then and I bomb. I think it's fair to say the audience was there for something else. Yes. That's no one's fault. Yeah. But that's uh, that's you know I didn't do well, and that's why. Uh-huh. Like <laughs> I think that's okay, right? Yep. Like it's if if you think that oh you should be able to kill everywhere, so really go and do uh go in front of Jim Gaffigan Jim Gaffigan's crowd, and then go in front of Larry the Cable Guy's crowd, and then go in front of Jeff Dunham's crowd. See what happens. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You can't be something for everyone. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I, th- I think you would lose an aspect of your comedy in doing mm-hmm. so. Yeah. You know, so. And, and by the way, have you met people? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes yeah. you just want to go, why don't you fuck off for a bit? How about that? You know. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, people are people are picky. Pe- people don't like every comedian. No, That's, they do I not. Don't, I don't like every comedian. Oh. What, like, <laughs> I, I saw one I didn't like four days ago. Yeah. Oh, and, and like I still think about him because he's in my head because I just go, how the fuck did he get that gig? It was, I don't know the guy. Okay. So yeah. it's, it's no one you and I know. He's, he's a comic from the States. Um, and he, he uh, I, I went with, do you know Brendan McKeegan? He's friend of the show. No, oh, you Keegan. That does sound familiar. Yeah, he used to live in Toronto. Now he now he lives here. He's a buddy of mine. He's a you know fantastic comic, and so I love working with him. And so I had a spare ticket for Bill Burr. So I was like, why don't you come with? So we get in there. It, their ticketing system is the fucking worst. I don't the, like lineups out the door because when you get in there, you they scan your ticket like your like your phone. And then they give you, they physically write on a piece of paper where your seat is <laughs> and hand it to you. And I went, yeah, the fucking government's subsidizing this, isn't it? It is. Totally it. So we missed the first bit of the first of, of this guy. And, and I just sat through him and I went, okay, fine. And then the more I thought of it, I just kept text like all this week i was texting brendan going i fucking hate that guy like i just fucking hate his like there isn't what like he basically he did this with this extended piece of going around to the audience guessing the music that they have sex to and then he would do that song while while pretending to to have sex (laughs) that was that was a good 10 minute and like i like Boy, I'd love to see the what the notebook looked like on that one, you know. And by the way, right. by the way, I am hey, he got to open in, in front of Bill Burr at the NAC. Did I? No. But I can have an opinion about what I like and what I don't like. And for me, it's not not my cup of tea. There you go. Yeah. That's you're allowed. You're allowed. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> have you you don't need to name names, but what like have you recently seen someone that you just go, oh God. Oh, sure. Okay. Now name names. Yeah. Better if you name names. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what was it, what was it no. that they did that, that, that turned you Give off? Just initials. No. Yes. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I think um, uh, if anything, I don't know. I don't know how to answer this question it, on the record. It, it, <laughs> r- it rhymes with khaki pirico. <laughs> oh, Jackie, I miss I miss Jackie so much, and because I'm out, I'm out of. In Halifax now. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, so I live in Halifax, which is why the time difference and okay. everything when right, we're right, scheduling right. this. Um, but I just there was a clip that Jackie posted a while ago, and mm. I just had to show everyone I knew just because I miss watching Jackie right. so much. Yes, it's just an energy that you get, especially in like the cab space mm-hmm. there, and she's just like a just. Uh, I don't know, a, a, a lima bean of energy? Yes. Is that mm-hmm. a good one? <laughs> yes. It is. It's it's wonderful watching her kind of explore the premise. Yeah. And and thankfully, she's got an audience that will afford that. So you can sort of see like this thing, uh, like bloom, you know, when she, mm-hmm. when she, when she has it, she's, she's great. Um, so I take it you're, uh, you're in Halifax for 22 minutes. Is that why? Nope. No, what are you doing in Halifax? There's more things I, going on in Halifax than 22 minutes stuff. Oh, really? Name name two. <laughs> I name, can't name any others, but right. Still, what do you? Okay, I'm so sure I'm so, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Luba. How's the cod fishing? <laughs> well, I, they fished it out before I got here. Oh, okay, all right, yeah, okay. Are you? How many lobster traps are you allowed to own now? 
I don't think any. Did you hear that um, during the hurricane last year, the Hurricane Fiona, mm-hmm. the the fisheries, um, the government of fisheries or whatever, mm-hmm. sent out a tweet like, just a reminder, if you see any lobsters washed up on shore, it's illegal to harvest them. And everyone got so mad. They're like, there is a Category 5 hurricane coming. Right. Fuck off. <laughs> yes. If we see a lobster, what are we going to do? Keep it as a pet? I think someone said. Right. So, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You can keep the lobster. Finders keepers. Like, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Oh my God. Exactly. Anyways, so, uh, sorry. These are the things I'm mad about. No. No. That's Well, you know, as, as a local Nova Scotian now, you, you can... You know, you send the fire with your ire. Um, what yeah. what takes you to Halifax? It's a lovely city. I'm, I'm kind of jealous. Uh, honestly, just quality of life. I think uh, I was in Toronto for a long time, mm-hmm. and um, there is a good little comedy scene here, and it's getting better all the time. And I thought it was good when I got here. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, I think, and it allows me to explore my kind of comedy more than I was in Toronto because I was just in a situation where it's like everywhere you're going, you're doing your showcase seven, you know? Right. Like, there's not a lot of opportunity for longer sets and just, you know, exploring what you want to do. So mm-hmm. um, here it's just, yeah, it, there's been a lot of growth just in the year that I've been here, I found. So, yeah, right. I'm grateful. Room to breathe in comedy and in life. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> the, uh, the the album you recorded in Toronto. Is yeah. that right? Yes. Uh, and it's called, uh, what was it called again? Luba, Luba, Luba. Oh, what? Sorry, you got in. Baba Luba, Baba Luba. There you go. I was, I was thinking bubbles. That wasn't right. Um, Ah, So, take us through the recording. How, like, what was the process? Get material together. How was, how was, how was the night itself? What was it? Uh, It was good. Also, I'm just going to grab a plug while we're talking. Oh, sure, sure. Um, that t- uh, electrical to the listener. Electrical to the listener. That's. The process was interesting because stuff wasn't totally open yet in Toronto mm-hmm. or it barely was. So there wasn't a lot of time for stage time. So right. I found myself um, hitting the road. I went to Montreal for a bit and also here mm-hmm. um, uh, because they were open for a long time. And finally, they could let people in. Um, and those gave me really good chances to run the album. Because, uh, again, there's not a lot of places to run right. long sets in Toronto. So it all worked out. Um, and then I recorded it November 19th, 2001. Mm-hmm. And that was, I think, a week before Omicron hit. Right. Wow. So there was just this little month window where I just like, I'm like, I'm doing it. I'm going to yep. do, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm putting my everything <laughs> into preparing for this, and it uh, it's enough, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Because I I got to listen to uh, bits. Of, well, I've I've listened to it. It's fantastic, and I I found out about it uh, because it made it onto the Bullseye Jesse Thorne's show when they do the the year end yeah. wrap up, and uh, I assume they tell you about that. I, I'm you know, I hope I'm not breaking the news. I didn't I I didn't find out until after it aired. Okay. Um. Oh, wow. So I had no idea. Yeah, I had no idea that they picked it until afterwards. And then people were like, oh, I heard your album and it was great. And I'm like, oh, my God. And then right. you see who else is on that list. And you're like, oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> no, it was it, it was fantastic. It was I was just like literally I was I was walking the dog one night and I was listening to podcasts. And uh, I was like, oh, the year in comedy review. I always love doing that. And so, Coming up next, Luba Magnus. Like, what? Like, yeah. I know her. 
<laughs> if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it, was the, it was the first one too. And I was yeah. like, oh my gosh. But there um, you go. Uh yeah, it was a real a real treat. So mm-hmm. yeah. I believe your next album we will be called I'm Keeping the Lobster. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll we'll make it official. Yes. That's I'm it. Keep, I'm keeping the name and the lobster. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That sound means it's joke time. So, okay. uh, so Luba, this is what we're going to do. You're going to uh, tell us your joke because that's all we do on, okay, so here's one. Well, we talk a lot, but then we celebrate the street joke. And folks, you can send in your joke for uh, reading out on the air at jokes at uh, oshopod.com, O-S-H-O-Pod.com. Uh, and we tell the guests this and we tell you guys this. It can be dirty. It can be clean. We don't care. Just no isms, no obias. So, Luba... Go ahead and tell us your joke. I I just heard this today. Okay, and it's a hor it's a horrible joke. Beautiful, it's not a good joke. The, the worse, the better. And I just saw I saw it on TikTok, and it's it was it had these really poorly three D animated dogs. Okay. telling the jokes. Okay, so this is picture so, really bad. Already, you're distancing yourself from it. You're saying it's not me. It's these poorly drawn I just dogs. To get us in in the universe of why I enjoyed it, like a picture that you remember the show Reboot. Yes, pictured that kind of animation yeah. oh, with dogs saying loved Reboot. Saying <laughs> so it was knock knock. Mm-hmm. Oh, who's there? Sorry. Who's there? Okay. Uh, Monica. Monica who? Harmonica. It's so stupid. Oh, my God. Yes. Like, it doesn't even work. It doesn't work. The best part is that someone animated that. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Why do I get the feeling it was Luba? Just stares there and the other dog starts playing the harmonica and that's the bit <laughs> all right that saves it there yeah see you needed to break out our yes. harmonica at the end there. okay that's see? my bad yeah <laughs> so luba i have to congratulate you for two things uh one you are the okay. first person on this podcast to come armed with a knock-knock joke you're the first one you've oh, broken that dress <laughs> so many barriers being broken today and uh, Darcy, I, I, I will, I will leave it to you as the as the producer of this. But I think we can both agree as the worst joke that we have heard yet. That is absolutely. <laughs> to be fair, I forgot I needed a joke. Yeah. Until okay. I no, that's fine. <laughs> on a functional level, on a on a humor, even a format level, it's just it breaks zeros all the way through. It's <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> yeah. Um, Luba, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. This is a delight. This is great. Thanks for listening to OK So Here's One, a podcast celebrating street jokes. Thanks to Luba Magnus for telling her joke. Uh, You can follow her at Luba Magnus on Instagram. And uh, make sure you check out her album, Baba Luba. It is swell. You can find 23 seasons of our previous podcast, Call Me Above the Pub, that feature many of our guests that you have heard. Uh, Not Luba, she never made that one. I don't know why, but uh, she's here for you now. If you want to hear other guests, uh, and they are numerous, uh, you can do so at comedyabovethepub.com or wherever fine podcasts are available. If you like this show, please tell your friends, like, subscribe, and leave a review. Uh, Just like the old days, whatever platform you're listening on, leave a five-star review, but talk shit about us in the commentary. 
That's right, five stars. Talk shit about us in the commentary. The show is produced by Darcy Finder. Our music is done by Larry Bryant. Artwork is by Wojtek Arkaszewski. And hey, if you have a joke that you want us to tell on air, you can send it to us. It can be dirty or clean, just not racist, sexist, homophobic, or transphobic, or xenophobic, or as we like to say, no isms, no obias. You can send your joke to jokes at oshopod.com. That's jokes at oshopod.com. That stands for, okay, so here's one pod. Uh, You can send your questions and comments about the show to show at oshopod.com. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at oshopod. And you can follow me personally on the same platforms at heyitstva, with the exception of Instagram, because you need an underscore, and I hate that. Um, For any of my upcoming live performances, you can check out heyitstva.com slash calendar. You can join our Patreon for $3 a month, and you get the full, raw, unedited video feed that we use to make the podcast from. Plus, you get uh, bonus perks and jokes, and you can do so at patreon.com slash oshopod. I'm Tavin Allen. On behalf of myself, Luba Magnus, and the no longer erstwhile Darcy Finder, thank you for listening to OK So Here's One. Jimmy, Bobby, Monty, you are always the podcast.